Well, hey, good morning. I want to jump right into uh, some prayer this morning, so if you would, join me. Lord God, we come before you, and we, we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness, uh, even in the midst of this crisis. Uh, God, as, as we open up your living, breathing word, uh, we, we ask that, that you would, would open our, our eyes, open our hearts, just to respond to your goodness, just to respond to the, the, the person and work of Jesus. And so uh, we, we ask that, that you would move during this, this time and in this space. Um, God, pray that your will would be done. Um, and and we, we pray that you would be glorified in, in the, the church and be glorified in the world. We pray all this in your mighty name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. One of the the new rhythms that I'm I'm enjoying as a family, uh, each each uh, sort of school day morning, uh, as the older as the older boys uh, jump into their school day, uh, one one of the, the our our new rhythms is uh, Stephanie found this this kids YouTube worship uh, for for young children and so. For, for Benjamin, who's five, and, and Ruthie, who's two and a half now, um, uh, I, I, I love watching them uh, do their thing as they watch this YouTube worship. And so uh, they'll, they'll sing and they'll dance to Jesus Love me, Loves Me or, or What a Mighty God We Serve. In this past week, uh, I, I got a video of it. I don't have that to show today. But uh, one of the songs that I watched them jamming down to this week was I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And the echo, where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart to stay. Uh, the second verse of that, of that song says, I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. And this week as, as I'm watching uh, our five-year-old and two-year-old sing and, and, and dance uh, to, to this song, uh, you know, it, it was sort of this, this reminder uh, that I needed and, and especially as I, as I jumped into to Romans 12, the, 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 the final part of Romans 12 this week, that, you know, peace at the heart level, the heart peace is, is really the only peace that matters. And, and I, 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 don't know, I don't know what peace looked like for you uh, before March 1st, Maybe peace for you had to do with the grades that you were making. Maybe it had to do with a, a title in your organization. Maybe it had to do with, with the amount of money that was in your bank account or, or your job security. Maybe, maybe peace for you uh, was, was that retreat into your man cave to watch sports or, or maybe peace for you was that escape uh, to get away with the ladies. Um, see, if, if peace 
uh, if, if it comes, if we're looking, at for, looking for it from some external thing, uh, if, if it's in that vacation, if it's in that retreat, uh, or in that material possession, or in that position, or in that place, whatever it is, it, it's not the shalom, uh, it's not the, the, the wholeness of which Scripture uh, speaks about. Uh, for starters, none, none of those things have eternal implications. And in addition, they, they might satisfy you on a certain level, but, but they don't speak to your heart. They, they don't uh, assuage and, and, and alleviate that, that inner longing for, for restoration and for rest. Scripture says this, Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Paul says in Philippians 4.7, he says, and, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will actually guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And Jesus himself said in John 14.27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not, not as the world gives do I give to you, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And in John 16, Jesus says, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You see, it's in times and in crisis like this, church fam, that, that we need the reminder we're not, we're not just called to peace in Christ. We, we have been set apart to be peacemakers through Christ. And so this morning, I want to talk about the path of a peacemaker. I want to talk about what it, what it looks like to be on this, this path of, of being a, a peacemaker. And so uh, if you would, I, I, I want you to grab your Bibles and, and I'm going to read from, from the, the, the last part of Romans 12 and I'm going to pick it up in verse 14 and, and we'll go through verse 19. But it just says this, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. And then verse 15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable, to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So the first thing that I want to say, the, the first, first part of this, this path of a peacemaker is this, and, and, and we see it in verse 15, uh, we've got to be a barometer for building up. We've got to be a barometer for building up. See, the, the final section uh, of Romans 12 has more than just a little flavor of the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew 5 through 7. 
There there are multiple references that draw us back to to Jesus' most famous sermon. And, And after the challenge of verse 14, right? Verse 14, to bless those who persecute you and to bless and not curse them. We see it's, it's almost a mirror image of Matthew 5, 44, uh, the, the, the Jesus challenge in the, the Sermon on the Mount. And, and as we think about verse 14, we, we can't help be, uh, but, but be reminded of, of Stephen in Acts chapter 7. And Stephen is, is he's surrounded by his enemies and they're hurt hurling stones at him and in murdering him, he cries out to the Father. He cries out to God not to hold their sin, the, the, the sin of the crowd against them. And as we look at verse 14, we're definitely reminded about uh, Jesus' example in Luke 23, who, who graciously prayed from the cross, Father, forgive them for they, they know not what they do. See, Jesus was he was the ultimate peacemaker, the one who gave his life for others so that they might be restored to God, so that they might know God. But then in verse 15, Paul says, essentially says, you got to you got to know when to rejoice. You got to know when to weep. See, church, this is this is the climate that we're in right now. The, the, these are crazy times. So so for every so for every person who's who's saying, you know what, like I, I'm I'm doing pretty good right now. Right. The, the family's good. I'm good. The, you know, job is is secure. Family's doing well for every person like that. There's another person who's saying, man, I, like, I'm struggling right now. Like, I don't know how we're going to make ends meet. I, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I've been battling depression. I've been battling loneliness. Uh, I, I, I think my, my marriage right now is in trouble. See, folks, folks are all over the spectrum right now, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And now, more than ever, if you follow Jesus, you need to, to be a, sort of a, a, this barometer. You need to have this barometer for building others up. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 22 through 23, I have become all things to all people that by all means I, I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel. And granted, the, the context of Paul's statement in, in 1 Corinthians was ministry to both Jews and Gentiles. But I, I believe that the principle holds fast, church family. It, number one, it's all for the sake of the gospel. And number two, we must walk in empathy and wisdom in our interactions and in our conversation right now. Robert Muntz says this, God's will... Listen, this this is huge. God's will is it is that his children become a family where the joys of one become the joys of all and the pain of one is gladly shared by all the others. The Christian experience is it's not it's not one person against the world, but one great family living out together the mandate to care for one another. 
Kent Hughes says believers are to identify not not only with fellow Christians, but but with the world in the ups and in the downs of life to be a healing balm for a cold world. So just just in the last week or two, church family, I've I've received a, a message from a dear brother who unexpectedly who who unexpectedly lost uh, his his own brother. But then I've also received pictures of proud parents holding their newborn baby. I, I, I've received phone calls from from folks who have lost their jobs and and who who are in financial crisis. And then I've also uh, talked to our small group uh, mem- people in my own small group who who are thriving and doing well in, in, in their faith. Uh, I've 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 received texts from people who are struggling with with addiction, with substance abuse and and with uh, depression. And then I've also received uh, texts from folks who are winning the the battle against anxiety and fear right now. And, And here's my point. You've got to be a barometer for building up, but it's going to look different depending on who's in front of you. And so be be ready, be ready to rejoice, but but you've got to also be ready to weep. I came across this quote and I thought it was appropriate and just says this, a sorrow shared is but half a trouble, but a joy that shared is a joy made double. This is the path of a peacemaker church family. This is the path of a of a peacemaker. We've got to we've got to be you've got to be a barometer for building others up. The second thing that I would say is we look at verses 16 and verses 18 is you've got to do your part to live in peace. Do your part to live in peace. So verse 15 rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. But verse 16 says to live in harmony with one another. And then later in verse 18, it says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, you've got to live peaceably with all. So do your part to live in peace. You know, you think about that word harmony, right? Before before March 1st, (laughs) people's personal opinions, their their politics, their ideologies and, and, and differences, I think they were a little louder and they were a little bit more or maybe a lot more out in front. But but in the face of, of global crisis where you've got sort of, you know, humanity coming together around this common cause of wanting to see this virus come to an end, I, I think it just it just sort of brings some clarity. And it, it's it's not listen, it's not that the divisions and the differences aren't there. It's that they find their their rightful place as secondary issues right now. And in a similar man- manner, I, I think this is a good illustration of the gospel harmony to which Paul is calling us. The gospel is and always has been the main thing like th- this. This is about like mindedness around the gospel. Philippians 2.2, Paul says, make my joy, uh, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. See, if, if you're in Christ, 
The mission is that others would would know Christ crucified and and, and raised. The the mission is, is that our lives collectively would look more and more and more like Jesus Christ and that we would appropriate his finished work to our lives. Colin Cruz says this, the sense of these instructions of Paul is not that believers should hold the exa- exactly the same opinions. <laughs> I-, I want you to hear that this morning, and I may need an amen right where you are. It- it's not that believers should hold exactly the same opinions, not at all, but they should think and act in ways, Cruz says, that promote harmony and agreement around the gospel. And Robert Muntz puts it like this. This unity is less the result of accommodation to the other person's point of view than it is the result of arriving at a mutual understanding of God's way of thinking. Muntz says, like spokes in a wheel that, that sort of converge at the hub, the closer we are to God, the closer we are to one another. Paul admonished his readers and he he admonishes his readers not to be proud since it's pride more than anything else that destroys this harmony in the body and in the in the church. Matthew 5, 9 says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called the sons of God. And, and, And here's the cool part of that verse. What's What's not in view when it says that we'll be sons of God, what's not in view is is a flesh and blood son of God, right? That's not what we are, and that's not what Jesus is or, or what he was. The context of son is that of an image bearer. And so the idea is that there's something about being an agent of peace that reveals the character of God but also the sort of the image of God in us. And verse 18 says, so far as it depends on you. See, there's, there's God's part, there's your part, and then there's the other person's part. You, you can't play all three parts. you got to do your part to live as a peacemaker. One commentator put it like this, harmony with others may not always be achievable, but believers should not be responsible for that lack of peace. See, in a household of four boys, uh, let's just say that there are very strong opinions uh, about secondary issues. Uh, I I see this up close, uh, and and it's, it's very upfront and up close for me. But I'll tell you this, the younger the Brooks boy, right, uh, obviously the more childishly and, and the more belligerently they can sort of cling to their opinions and their views. Uh, and, and, and the twins, see, uh, our, our fifth graders are, are learning, um, they're, they're, they're learning an important lesson. They're, they're learning when to let arguments go. Um, and, and they they're learning when to let their little brothers just just fuss and fight over inconsequential things. So so my 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 fifth graders are, are learning that they can do their part to make peace, but they they can't do their brother's part. They can't do their brother's part. 
And unfortunately, there's a parallel among Christ followers. The the more, hear me, hear my heart on this, the, the more childish and immature you are in your faith, the more you'll will be willing to die on that on that hill of fill in the blank. But the question is, if it doesn't have anything to do with the gospel, if it doesn't have anything to do with with knowing Jesus and growing in your walk with Jesus and others knowing Jesus and following him, why is it consuming so much of our energy? Why are you willing it to to why are you willing to allow it to be the cause of such division and dissension church family do your part to live in peace it's the path of a peacemaker the third thing as we look at verses 17 and verse 19 is the the path of a peacemaker we you, you don't don't be you can't be an avenger don't don't be an avenger Look at verse 17, repay no one evil for evil, but but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all. And then verse 19, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And so we, we see again kind of this parallel with Matthew 5 of, hey, don't repay evil for evil. Um, don't don't avenge. You've got to release that that vengeance to God. Listen, I've heard all all kinds of stories over the last few weeks some good some not so good I, I, I'm like I'm hearing stories of generosity and, and sacrifice and kindness this crisis has definitely uh, brought out the, the the gospel witness of the church it's and it's been good and it's been beautiful and it's 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 been glorifying to God but it's but it's also this crisis has also exposed the depravity of people's hearts. I'm hearing stories of, of landlords who are demanding rent, like no leniency and no mercy. I've, I've seen videos of people who like they've come to blows like they're fighting in supermarkets and stores um, just just this week, Steph and I ran into a, a sweet lady who who had been beaten. She'd been a, a, a victim of domestic abuse just just days before. And it was obvious that, that man, she was she was hurting. But but God was still at work in that. And, and, and so I, like in the midst of this, I, I totally get the desire the inclination to to retaliate to to avenge the wrong and in full disclosure like this is something in my own heart and in my my own life that like I'm a work in progress and it's an area that God is continually growing me uh, I, I need to grow in grace in but Paul is pointing to to a, a, an important truth we must trust that God is a righteous judge who sees if you're if you're being defrauded or you're being wronged or you're being hurt in the midst of this crisis know that God stands on your side he he sees those who are being oppressed and and taken advantage of and and being wronged and and if you if you need to get out of a situation by all means do it but leave the vengeance to God leave the vengeance to God <laughs> I, I, I've tried to guard my time in front of a TV screen um, over the past month. 
Steph and I, we, we've watched some Lost in Space. Uh, I, I, I tried to check out Tiger King, but I, but I had to turn it off uh, because I, I felt like I had been transported back to the late 1990s and I was watching like the best of Jerry Springer. Um, I do have a I do have a soft spot for for the Avengers movies, so I've gone back and I've watched a handful of the Avengers movies over the last four or five weeks. And just the other night, Steph and I were we were we were joking and laughing that the Avengers has kind of become like my soap operas. They're like my stories that I that I'm watching. Um, and, and and you know it's it's interesting, uh, it's ironic that. This past week, as I was breaking down verse 19 one afternoon, <laughs> that, that evening I'm watching the second half of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and here, here's the thought, right? It, it, it's okay to watch Avengers on Netflix. Um, just, don't, just don't try to be an Avenger. <laughs> don't try to be an Avenger. Let, let, a, let a sovereign God handle that. This is the path of a peacemaker, church family. And, and, and I want to I want to close with with this thought. You know, a, a few weeks ago, I, I, I shared this this passage from Second Kings and in this passage of, of Elisha uh, and, and his servant who who were surrounded by uh, the, the army of the Syrians and 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 Elisha prays and he he asks uh, God to, to open up the eyes of his servant and, and, and the servant realizes that even though it seemed like they were surrounded by the Syrian army, really the armies of the Lord surrounded the Syrians and they were they were safe. God was with them. He was on their side. But there's actually a second half of that story. And in the story. See, God blinds the eye, he, he blinded the eyes of the Syrian army. And Elisha, he leads the enemy army right into the camp of Israel. And the king of Israel looks at Elisha and he says, should, should I strike them down, my Lord? Should, should, I, should I strike down the enemy? And Elisha says, no. He says, bring them to the table. And and they brought the enemy to the table and they they fed them a meal. And they prepared the table and they treated the enemy as a friend. Man, what a picture. What a picture, church family. This is exactly what God has done for you in Jesus. This is exactly what God has provided for us in Christ. Romans 5, 10, and 11 says this, For while we were enemies... We were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by His life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received reconciliation. See, Jesus was the ultimate peacemaker. Though, though your sins separated you from a perfect and holy God through through faith, you, you believe on Jesus. You, you repent of your sins. And though you were an enemy of God, God brings you to the table as a friend. Wow. Last week, I, I talked about the two faces of rebellion against God. 
the younger brother and the older brother from Luke 15. And, and, and one face of rebellion against God, it, it's, it's pretty obvious. It's, it's, the, it's this obvious running from God. It's, it's this obvious defiance. But the second face of that rebellion, that of the older brother, it's, it's, it's more subtle, but it's equally as real. Relying on your own self-righteousness instead of relying on the righteousness of Jesus. In either way, both forms of rebellion, listen, the, entail this, this hardening of your heart against God and against the mercy of God and against the revelation of Himself in Jesus. And I think all of us uh, tend to, to lean one way or another in our rebellion against God. And here's, here's my point, and then, and then I'm going to pray this morning. Before you can be a peacemaker, you need to receive the peace that comes from being made right with God through Jesus, through a relationship with Jesus. And, and I, I want to give you that opportunity this morning. And I, I, I want to invite you to, to cry out to God to, to bring peace, a peace that only He can bring to, to your heart to trust Jesus as your Savior. So I would, I would invite you simply right where you are to, to pray this. God, I, I, I need peace in my heart through Jesus. I, I, God, I am longing for that inner peace that I, I know I don't have. And God, I know that my sin separates me from you. I, I know that because of my sin, I, Scripture says I'm an enemy of God, but God, I know that in spite of my sin, you, you love me. And so God, right now, today, I, I, I'm crying out to you, and Jesus, I, I, I want you to come and save me. I want you to come bring a, a peace to my heart and my life that I don't have. I am believing, Jesus, that you, you died on that cross for my sin. I am, I am believing that, that your, your, you died as the perfect substitute in my place. I am, I am believing that, that your, your perfect life of righteousness and obedience was, was the life that, that I should have lived but couldn't. And so I'm trusting you, Jesus. I'm trusting in, in your resurrection, Lord Jesus, to conquer sin that I can't conquer and to conquer death that I can't conquer. So Jesus, come, save me. I want to receive you and I want to follow you. I want to follow you as Lord. Jesus, I give my life to you right now. And I pray this in your name. Amen. And I want to just say right now, listen, if you if you cried out to God and you prayed, you prayed him. Scripture says that there there are angels in heaven that are rejoicing. But I want to say this. There's there's also listen, if, if you're whether you're a part of Restoration Church, Brian or not, there's also a church family. No, you've got a church family that's rejoicing with you as well.
I mean, we would love to know if, if you cried out and trusted Jesus today. I, I'd lo- we'd love to hear from you. You can, you can email us at info at restorationbrian.com. And we would love to, to come alongside you. We want to make sure you got a Bible. If not, we want to get a Bible in your hands. We want to come alongside you and help you grow in your faith. We're so, so grateful for you being here today. And we're so grateful for, for just even uh, now you calling out to Jesus. Church family, I want you to know I love you guys. So grateful for you. Uh, my, my hope and my, my prayer is that we would be the, the hands and feet of Jesus and that we would blaze this path of being peacemakers as, as we've received the peace that comes only from Jesus. Love you guys. Praying for you this week. Blessings.